2: Here it is, here it is, right now. Welcome. Primetime with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut your-, your mouth. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukannik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be quiet. This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Alright, welcome
3: back. Hope you're having a nice, little wet Monday. It's Halloween.
4: It, it is ugly out there. The traffic is horrid. You know, standing water everywhere. People can't drive.
3: And it's just been constant today. Yeah, it's just it one of those. not let up.
4: But I fixed the gutters this weekend, finally, before the real rain began. Good on you. So, advantage me. Take that. So, the uh, stock watch is next? You are correct. I don't know why
3: I asked that. Yeah. I usually know that. Stockwatch? Well, we don't I'm know. I'm excited what, about that one today. I
4: know what Buckley's in Ooh, there doing.
3: Buck's going to bring all the Bay Area sports news to he's the bringing, Stockwatch. He's bringing
4: the
0: heat. The only Bay Area tie probably is the Jim Harbaugh once coached for the 49ers. Yeah. That's it.
4: Mm, that's, that's a nice win for the Niners. I mean, it's... It was. The, the Rams are drowning. Um, so much for the best-run organization in football. But they got... They got what they wanted. They got a Super Bowl. And
0: they were down a ton of bodies. The Niners were. Now they get a buy, and uh, most of those guys come back.
4: But we all knew that the, the the Rams are going all in, and this wasn't sustainable, and here you go. But when the Niners are healthy, I, I think they're one of the two or three best teams in the NFC. So
3: Stockwatch is next. Our uh, weekend walnuts. We'll get through as many of these as we can before we have to move on. We've also got a lot of sports audio. We're very backed up today. But I was sitting there watching Ohio State uh, beat Penn State. Mm-hmm. Wondering if you could think of a bigger program that is more hollow than Penn State, because I just had you know as I watched that down the stretch, I just had zero faith that Penn State was going to win, yeah, because Penn State never wins those games. No, not really. no, ever. I mean, I can't remember the last time Penn State had a so they're they're about to go ten and two, yeah, because the rest of their schedule, you know, sure. and they've and they've gotten thumped by Michigan and they lost to Ohio State, the two best teams that they played. This will likely be their fourth double-digit win season in seven years.
4: Mm-hmm. And can you name a highlight to show for that? The last one that I can think of was all those years ago where they were a, a two-loss team. They beat Ohio State. They won the Big Ten, uh, but didn't get into the college football playoff because I think Ohio State, that was their only loss. And that was the one where they went and played, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they played USC in that great Rose Bowl. Oh, Sam Darnold! Like that's the last, and then they lost. That's yeah, that's the last time I remember. Right. Yes, they lost that game. USC beat him in a great back and forth. And and, and maybe I'm missing one, but that's honestly well, the last had, time I remember Penn State having a, a a big win.
3: Well, so if they win ten games, it'll be their fourth double digit win season in seven years. Basically, the best thing they have to show for that is that win over Washington in the um,
4: whatever bowl I that was. was they, maybe the Cotton Bowl, or something? and they they beat the I think they beat the brakes off of them. I mean, I. That's it. You're right in that. Find me a bigger program that is
3: more, and I hate to use that word hollow. hollow. But I don't want to like dismiss everything that they do. They win a lot of games and it's a good, you know, they're fans and, you know, I. I yeah. Penn State, you know, Sandusky stuff aside, they have a good program. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, find me a bigger one that's more hollow than that.
4: Well, up until. Especially recently. Up until recently, I would have told you Michigan. Michigan last year, you know, they they finally they finally yeah. got over the hump. But before but they that, they did
3: stuff before that though. Like,
4: yeah, but I mean, it had been twenty years since Michigan but Penn had done. State anything. never did, did they? Well, Penn State back in the day. Penn How State, many titles did uh, I think Paterno won two? Did I, he win two? Well, I know they beat they beat Miami. Uh, that was the big Fiesta Bowl where Miami showed up like in fatigues, and Penn State beat him. DJ Dozier and I'm pretty sure they won another one, and then they had. At least another one where they went undefeated, but back in the polls yeah, they, they nineteen didn't get
3: it. so they claimed two national titles. Yes. Nineteen eighty two and nineteen eighty six. Yes. And it says here there are five unclaimed national titles.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say, because remember back in the day you could go undefeated and they would just be like, No, you're not the national champ. So I know Penn State had at least one or two undefeated seasons where they just were like, Well, you're you're not, you know. So at least you're, they you're
3: the... at least they have titles.
4: Yeah, and, and Michigan does too. I guess I just view that like up until just this, this last year where Michigan finally got over the hump, we always had this like Michigan fan would be like, oh, us and Ohio State. And I've said this a million times on the program. You're not Ohio State. Stop it. Go look at the last 30 years of Ohio State football and the last 30 years of Michigan football and tell me what's similar about them because they're just not. In fact, I made the argument that Michigan was closer to Wisconsin than they were to Ohio State. So claimed national titles, Michigan has 11. Yes. So you go way back. I guess I was just talking. Well, they have one in 1997. Yes, that was the last one. And that was the Charles Woodson one. Yep. And they beat uh, Washington State in the Rose Bowl. But look at Michigan Like after that. Go look at that compared to like what Ohio State has done since 1997. They are not the same program. Far from it. And I think a lot of times we get these programs that, that want to compare themselves to their, their bigger brother. Like we always say Michigan like laughs at Michigan state. And it's like, it's the little brother. You're Ohio state's little brother. Auburn's a really good program that needs a head coach, but that's Alabama's little brother. And yes, little brother has done some things. Auburn won a national title, but Alabama laughs at your one national title over the last 30 years. And is like one, Ah, it's adorable. And they tussle your hair. Well,
3: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't comparing Michigan to Ohio state. I was, you brought up Michigan compared to Penn State. Yeah. And I just think I, I don't put Michigan quite in that. I, again, I, I mean, find me a, a bigger program that is more hollow. I get why you would say Michigan, and I do think in recent years, you know, they you can make that case. Yeah. But I don't think it's more hollow than what Penn State's done.
4: No. I just was trying to think of another program with a big reputation that really hasn't done. I mean, maybe Nebraska. Nebraska that way for a long time. I mean, since obviously that was what, 90? Is that 90 when their last because they won three titles, Tommy Frazier and Scott Frost? That might have been 95, 96 ish. And since then, I know they made a, you know, they, they've, they've, like Eric Crouch won a Heisman and, you know, they had the infamous, uh, you know, they kept Oregon from playing Miami and, you know, and then uh, what would have been the national title game but there really hasn't been a lot to crow about if you're Nebraska. That's that's a pretty good one.
3: Texas comes to mind, but, you know, you have the Vince Young title. Vince Young. You have Notre Dame, but I, I, would, I thought about Notre Dame. That was the first one that came to my mind, but Boy, at the good. same time, well, but Notre Dame's had some undefeated seasons. Like, they've had some big wins. Now, they haven't, in no recent word. years, they haven't beaten the, the biggest teams, but I feel like Penn State hasn't even really gotten there. No. And they and they go in the regular season. They beat up on everybody and then lose to the best teams every time.
4: Yeah. Whereas Notre Dame's had undefeated. I mean, have they had two undefeated seasons in the last handful of years? Well, they had the one undefeated year where they played Alabama and got just demolished. And then, yeah, I think they have. Have they made the playoff twice? I, I the one I remember is the Alabama one that just that was the Manti Te'o, and in the national title game, they just were. Rubbed off the field. It was so bad, and then I think there was another one where maybe Clemson beat them in the in the College yeah, Twenty twelve and two
3: thousand eighteen.
4: Yeah, who beat them in eighteen? They lost because they got they got drubbed. Like I remember it being like they they don't belong. They they got the Michigan State treatment. So it's, it's Clem, Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's all an interesting thirty to three. Yeah. It's all an interesting. Um, Case study, if you will, because I just think in college football, if you're not one of the four or five teams, you're kind of in that same category. You may have a little more success than others, but but you got to win big games. You do, and and this is why even Oregon has done that. Yes, right. Penn State just it seems like never does. I feel like they've got a little bit of the Bo Pelini syndrome. Bo Pelini won nine or ten games every year at Nebraska, but the games that mattered, he got drilled. And that's why they ultimately right. moved on. But I think Penn State, I think they're happy to have James Franklin. And I I, I haven't heard any sort of scuttlebutt from Penn State whatsoever that they're – in fact, I think it's the exact opposite, that they, I think they were always afraid that James Franklin was going to leave to take a better job.
3: The other thing, too, Penn State, you know, that Clifford kid is a sixth-year quarterback. They have a sixth-year quarterback. Yeah. And they just can't – they just – they just aren't as good as Ohio State and Michigan.
4: Well and never and, are. And I'm I'd have to look where their recruiting rankings are. But I, I think sometimes what we what we again, what we misconstrue is a team that recruits, um, let's say in, in the teens, right? Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, right here. About fourteen. And I'm willing to guess that if we went back and looked just at any random year over the last fifteen years, my guess is it's probably going to be around there. Yeah. 14, 15, 16. I'm just looking here randomly at all the years. They're in the teens. They're in here when they're in, in 21. And you can win. You can win with top 15 classes. We've seen it. There's a difference, though, when you get to the top five. When you start recruiting like Ohio State, when you start recruiting like Michigan, you start recruiting like Clemson, you start recruiting like Alabama. That's the difference. Yeah, I guess. It, that's it, the difference.
3: All that's true. It's just, I guess, I, I feel like Penn State is the one school that has the reputation that they are amongst those biggest of big they're and not. they're not really no. um it's proven on the field and like you said it's proven in recruiting rankings but for some reason i feel like maybe it's just the jopa thing you know i mean dude that guy he's a legend you're right and he was there for years and, and they, he they was, were elite yes. and now they're just not
4: and they even said like towards the end of joe paterno they really weren't either but they were living off reputation but as soon yeah, as i still think they are but as yeah but as soon as he left stuff changed a little bit but you know it it helps too to have a hundred thousand seat stadium. Yeah. It helps to be a, a oh, blue yeah. blood. But awesome unis. Yeah. Oklahoma
3: loses a lot of big games, says one texture. And that's true too. But at least they get but, the, yeah. They again titles. They, they
4: win conference titles and, and they have won national titles within the last, you know, yeah at least since the eighties. Somewhat recent history. And and Penn State uh, Penn State has not. A and M's a good one too. That now that's good. Yes, that's good. Yes, that may be the, that's close. That may be the ultimate living off reputation. Yes. And I really don't know why. Like we always say like we give Arizona State crap, right? For like, oh, Arizona State should be good. And no, they shouldn't. They haven't been. A M and might be the national version of Arizona State because we all say the same thing. Oh, Texas A&M with unlimited resources and a great stadium and tradition and this and that. What the hell is Texas A&M won over the last 40 years? Give me something. You want a Heisman with Johnny Manziel? You white knuckled your way there. Like A and M might be the national Arizona State where we all say that. Oh, look out for Texas A and M. Well, what are we ever looking out for? You know, oh, Jimbo's uh, coming there. Well, great. Welcome to some sub five hundred seasons.
3: Yeah, a lot of people texting it in Texas, but dude, they won the title in whatever, whatever year that was with Vince Young. So oh four oh five and
4: made another one yeah. with with Colt McCoy and
3: yeah. So if you want to say the last ten years, for sure, yeah. Texas has resembled Penn State. As a matter of fact, Penn State's probably better than Texas the last 10 years. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm ta- we're going all the way back to Penn State last won a title in the 80s. In the 80s. You know.
4: Yeah, Texas within the, you know, the last 20 years has uh, has yeah. been relevant. But yeah, I, they- I do
3: feel like we dismiss, you know, those teams that have uh, a share of titles, at least, like, from that, you know, the 80s. Like, even BYU has one. Or Washington, <laughs> right? It's like, it, it doesn't feel the same, right? You have to have won, like, you said, last 20 years. I think that's about right. You you know. Two thousand. Yeah, let's go from two thousand yeah. on is yeah, maybe got, more the more modern era. You yeah. know,
4: look, so I'll tell you this right now: Oregon's never won a national title in football, and BYU has. <laughs> Guess which one of those is the slightly better yeah, program? Right. All right. Stop
3: it. Well, anyway, um, our college football weekend walnuts will continue. Michigan State, Michigan fight. It's getting ugly, and uh, we will talk about that. But we've got to uh, turn it over to Buck. A hot it is start the, for the Blazers.
2: Well, right, double- <laughs>
3: no, you can go ahead.
1: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: All right, and the news is coming up next. Here is Buck with our stock watch. Yeah, it is
0: time for our stock watch. And uh, we're going to start here in the Northwest where the Seahawks obviously victorious once again. Uh, I thought the interesting thing from the post game, however, was when asked about their recent success, Tyler Lockett had this to say.
1: Uh, well, I think the biggest thing is. Um... It's amazing what we can accomplish when nobody cares who gets the credit. You know, my high school coach used to always talk about that, basketball coach. And when you look at this team that we have, I mean, we have a bunch of guys that are willing to buy in. When you look at the rookie class, like, uh, they probably haven't said 500 words since they've been here. Like, they just put their head down and work, like, literally. And they listen. They do whatever you want them to be able to do. And they go out there and they shine. So, Obviously,
0: uh, the, the end part there, him giving some credit to the rookie class, but I think that the beginning, certainly uh, taking a, a not-so-veiled shot at Russell Wilson again, it feels like between the Raven stuff this week and some of the things we've heard from his old teammates. Uh, buy or sell Russell Wilson as a toxic teammate?
2: Oh,
4: gosh. Toxic is a strong word. It is. But, I mean, God, I don't know if I can go as far as toxic goes because when you're winning... It's, it's fine. So I'm, I'm going to sell because I think toxic is stru- is too strong a word. But a polarizing teammate, an unpopular teammate, yes. I think that that is a very fair thing that going back to the the fights they had as is kind of his ascension and in, in the fight over control with the Legion of Boom to them taking shots here to some of the Denver stuff uh, kind of leaking out. He's not a well-liked guy. He just isn't. Toxic, too strong a word, but he is not a well-liked teammate.
3: i buy it, Buck. I, it did get toxic there. And, you know, I, I still think even though you have a toxic culture, you can still win, and they did, uh, because they were really good, and he was good, and they have good coaches. But that dude, without question, divided that team. There's just no question about it. It's just that it's really kind of amazing – how well they were able to keep it together because this stuff came out, you remember, years ago with the defense and the contracts, talking about. And it was all, the undertones have always been there. We're only just now putting together all the pieces, and it was really bad early on. And it's all, a lot of it, a lot of it was Russell Wilson. Yep. And that's a lot of the reason why they traded him, and we're seeing that now. It's so clear now. So I do think it got toxic there. Um, I buy that. Yeah, as, as more time
0: passes now, it just seems like people are all too comfortable to volunteer, that they, they weren't so thrilled. With oh, my God, 100%. Were.
3: Yep. They just continue to... Boy, that's a good point. If, if, you, if you don't think it's toxic, why are they still taking shots at him?
4: What, we've all, They're still taking shots. We've all been on a team, if you've played long enough, we've all been on a team with a leader that you don't really care for, but you kind of have to fall in step because either they're A, the leader, B, just the best player on the team, and you're not in a, a position to, to have any sort of challenge to that. But the moment that you get out from underneath that thumb, I think there's just a, a built up, um, what would you say? Just a built up fountain of frustration that people are happy to, to let out like when a guy just becomes a, a, a pimple on a team's ass and finally <laughs> you're able to lance it, I just think that's very therapeutic and you can't really say any of those things when he's your quarterback or yeah. you're winning with him or you're the one that upsets the, the cart. And, and now that he's gone, yeah, I think people are more than happy to, to let their true feelings be known.
3: One other small point about this. I I think, so you don't... There's always guys that are leaders or quarterbacks or whatever that are douchey, and you may not like Mm -hmm. but I'm sure you saw that. Like, dude, when you throw this many guys, this many alphas in a locker room together, not everybody's going to like each other. I think that's one thing. Russell Wilson's just a douchebag, and it doesn't matter that the other guys may not want to go have a beer with him. Okay. I think the more the toxicity part came as we have learned about how selfish he was and about how the whole let Russ cook thing and – um, you got to get me an offensive line. Lo- well, I mean, that that's I don't, I don't true, blame but, him for yeah. that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was all about him and yeah. wanting him to be the MVP. And
4: guys pick up on that.
3: Guys so. know that. That's that's different than just being a guy that, you know, I don't want to go yeah. hang around and have a yeah. beer with.
4: Well, and, and when you get a guy that becomes or wants to become a media star and he gets the celebrity wife and he does the little videos and all that, if you don't think guys pay attention to that, you better back that ass up. And when you don't, Dude, look out! Like guys will be more than happy to kneecap you. I'll bet you right now. As far as starting quarterbacks go, with the exception of Kyle, <laughs> but uh, Zach Wilson, he may be the most unpopular starting quarterback in his locker room in the NFL. But the Jets, they they may just <laughs> they may just ban Wilson from the. They're, they're going to throw him throw him into the water if he keeps playing this way.
0: Uh, I was gonna go with a little bit of Jim Harbaugh next, but if you guys are planning on talking to that fight, you want to skip that and save that for later. Sure,
3: yeah, we, we are gonna get to that.
0: So yeah. let's let's save that for later. Uh, moving on to the NFL, we know that Jameis Winston was not starting for the Saints this week, but uh, oh boy, did he have a prominent role! Still, you can hear it here.
2: Meet and CJ yeah. doing everything we're gonna have it out. we yeah. about Burger of King. Yeah. I'm talking about team, yeah. New Orleans Saints. You know what I mean? Yeah. We gotta represent what? the city up in here. Yeah. We're doing everything, and, I'm nice and it's I my shit is here. I got to go hard. Yeah. I got to go in. Uh. And all we got to do is Get a oh. <laughs> 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 I hope you got that.
0: Telling the social media manager, I hope you got that after his uh, pregame rap. Uh, buy or sell? He's got more of a career ahead of him as a rapper than as a starting quarterback. Why? That was great. <laughs> we did
3: get that, Jameis. <laughs> No, but I, otherwise he's irrelevant. i will tell you what, he's come a long way from eating W's. Uh, he I, doesn't throw the ball anymore. He, he can't throw interceptions. He's a better rapper than he is a
4: quarterback. All the stuff aside from the, you know the Florida State, there was some you know <laughs> some some uh, rumors of uh, of some problems there. I don't know what happened, but I, 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 whenever I see Jameis Winston, he seems like a lovable idiot to me. Like, and by all accounts, like players like him, I, I like Jameis Winston. I want him to be good. Uh, I think that that ship has finally sailed a little bit. He's kind of like Dan Campbell. I, I want him to be good. I find him to be delightful, but you know he's lost his job now to Andy Dalton. And believe it or not, the Saints offense is playing pretty good under Andy Dalton. And now the defense, I mean, who saw that thing coming? They blanked the Raiders? But yes, I think Jameis may start looking for a, a secondary career because I don't know if starting quarterback is it.
0: Uh, well, finally, I had to dig way into the archives for this one. Uh, maybe as much as 20 years old on this clip uh, between Randy Moss and Bill Belichick on the topic of Halloween. I'm not interested in that, are you? In what? Halloween party. Well, this is what it is. We You're dressed as the devil? No, that's what we're doing. <laughs> well, hey, you get, <laughs> you might win the damn prize. <laughs> trying to, you know, get us a little DJ, get us a roll of and and... You don't have it so have us a good night. But like I said, you're more than welcome or whatnot. Sure. It's like, for instance, Halloween. I mean, we don't go out no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But we still have
3: that. It's a great holiday. You know, yeah. It's you a know great what I'm holiday. Saying. So we're candy and costume. Yeah. Right? How can you beat that? Right.
0: Mm. Uh, are we buying or what? selling? Bill Belichick's actual enthusiasm for Halloween Wait, uh, no. when invited sell. to Randy Moss's Halloween party. No.
3: Yeah,
4: they, Total something sell. Something had to be up there. Do we know that that's Bill for certain? Something- I
0: saw the video myself with my own two eyes. It was indeed Bill.
4: He showed human emotion. He was excited uh, about something. He's just sucking up to Randy Moss. Do you think there was like some uh you know there were some ladies at the Halloween party that he was excited about?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I did see the footage afterwards that was like the last 10 seconds of that clip. Bill did attend Randy Moss's Halloween party as a pirate with his uh with his pirate's booty dressed up wife and also went as far as to put on roller skates and made his way around the roller rink dressed as a pirate. What?
3: Are you, I, wait, you're saying there's video of Bill Belichick dressed as a pirate skating? I will tweet skating? it. I
0: will tweet it from the at ten eighty the fan account uh, as soon as we're happening? done with the segment.
4: Oh my god, I can't even process. I still this sell right it. Now. I
3: think he's full of crap. I just think <laughs> yeah. he knew he had to play along. Oh, well, we'll have to go to the ZapRuder tapes then.
4: I don't know what to, I'm looking. That, I'm looking at a photo right now. <laughs> he, he's smiling and he's dressed up as a pirate with a pirate wench. Look, I'm telling you right now, I can't answer this. My whole world has been blown apart. Right? My reality is crashed down upon itself. Kind of blew my mind. Bill on ro- who knew he could roller skate? What what odds would you have give would you have given Bill Belichick to be a competent roller skater? What is
3: happening? But don't you think when Randy Moss comes to you? Okay, Randy Moss was only there for how many? Years? I looked it up. He was there 2007 to 2010. Yeah. Oh, he okay longer than I thought. I thought it was like I thought so too. Four I was years. like one or two years. If, if Randy Moss sits down with you and says, dude, we really want you to come to our Halloween party, I think as the head coach of the team, you sort of have to go to that party, and Bill Belichick's smart enough to know that. But you don't have to roller skate at that party. Yeah, That's look, true. I'm going, That's
4: true. I'm going to take a different road here. I'm guessing that Bill's lady, the pirate wench, <laughs> she offered up something that was wow. normally not offered up. I believe that this was strictly a trade. Oh,
3: so she wanted to go.
4: I'm convinced she wanted to go. Bill said no and she offered something uh, She offered something up. It's the only explanation for Bill, one, looking that happy and being willing to go to a party and roller skate. And they got there, and Bill was like, this is good enough. She's like, no, sorry, Bill. Like, we're going on skates, and he had come that far, and he's like, I might as well. It's the only explanation. It's hmm. the only one.
3: All right, there's our stock watch. Each Monday at 415, it's brought to you by Goldberg Jones. When it comes to divorce, custody, and child support issues, trust Goldberg Jones to help. 1-800-DIVORCE. Phone questions answered at no charge. In the news is next. Here's Buck. all right, make sure you tune in tomorrow. The uh, first college football playoff rankings are out. It and sh- uh, It
4: should lead us to a one versus two this week.
3: That'll be a four o'clock hour jam brew. Uh, right now it is October 31, 2022. It is time now for In the News. I'm your noted newsman. Hello, and thank you. Tonight is Halloween, as you
4: know. Yes. The kids are all out there getting their candy on. And gals are out there doing their thing, and guys are in terrible costumes staring at the girls out there doing their thing. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Everybody out there getting their fentanyl on. Yeah, you know, somewhere, you know, there's a news organization telling you that everyone's out to kill your kids, so it's all freak out and and, panic.
3: Well, that's right, and then to take that one step further, what will happen is we will have a headline tomorrow of a stabbing, right? Like 99.9999% of trick-or-treaters are going to have a wonderful evening. Yes. There's going to be one party or one incident somewhere where there's a stabbing and we're all going to collectively freak out and say,
4: should we cancel Halloween? There was, well, I've been making fun of the stupid fentanyl thing for months. And someone just last week sent me a story about, he's like, well, see, it happens. And it was in, I think it might've been in Florida where some parents were doing fentanyl and yeah, and one of their buddies showed like up. fentanyl party? Yeah, and one of their buddies showed up and they didn't want him to know that they had fentanyl so he hid it in his kid's backpack mm. and then the kids showed up to school and mm. they, found, they found the pills and he's like, what about this? Mm. I'm like, what does that have anything to do with Halloween? Two pilled up parents stuffed it in their kid's backpack. That's not of a bunch of uh, illegals taking up residence in your neighborhood and then handing out fentanyl. We will do anything to justify the fear-mongering, and it's pathetic. Let your kids have fun. It's Halloween. Your forecast
3: tonight, rain. Oh, there's a shocker. So let's incorporate a poncho
4: yeah. into this year's costume for the kiddies. Well, I think a lot of times I see the parents, like with the minivans, they just drive them, and then you, you jump into the... It's like a hostage exchange. They jump in and out of the van at high speeds, run around. Is yeah. that less fun? I think so. Than running door-to-door, you but know? But it's probably better than getting soaked. Or having to wear a stupid poncho over your sweet Spider-Man costume. That's the one that always breaks my heart. When I see a kid that's super happy about his costume and then his mom makes him wear like a parka and sweatpants over the top of it.
3: So it is Halloween. It is also National Magic Day. Oh, okay. I like magic as long as it's done well. Did you see the... Totally unrelated. Did you see the uh, mental guy that Pete Carroll brought in to talk to the Seahawks? I did not. So there's a video clip floating around... I don't, I've never heard of the guy, but his name's Oz something. Okay. And I guess he's like this mental guru.
4: Like he's like a mentalist, like magician yeah. or yeah. He's, he's like that. Okay. I mean, I don't really know. Like him. a David Blaine type of guy. Don't know.
3: Well, that's a magician. Um, Oz, the mentalist is his name. And I don't know exactly what he does, but I just saw this clip. And he, uh, he says, DK Metcalf, you and I have never met, right? Yeah. And DK is like, no, don't know you. He goes, give me your phone. And he holds out DK Metcalf's phone and he says, Now give me your finger. And as he's addressing the team, he's talking, doing all his doing his bits and stuff. He then goes, Okay, DK, because he, he had a hold of DK Metcalf's uh pointer finger, right? Yeah. He he gives he lets go of his hand and he go and he hacks into his phone with his four digit code. And he goes, Here, I just got into your phone. And the whole Seahawks team goes, What the F because he didn't tell him his yeah. Or i'm seeing the video of it here yeah the whole seahawks team's like what and dk metcalf's like what the hell but apparently he what he was saying was when he had a hold of dk metcalf's finger dk's finger without even knowing it instinctually went to
4: the four numbers yeah i'm watching it here kind of like a ouija board it was leading him to yeah. where he wanted it to go yeah exactly it's, I find whether it's, it's magic or people that do this stuff, like people that can cold read a room, you know, like, uh, what do they call Like fortune tellers, people that pretend to be psychics, but they're really just reading cues like, yeah. from you. Yeah, it's just body language. I still am amazed at that stuff. The people that can do it really, really well. I know it's not magic, but I still think it's an incredible skill. It's almost like a superpower. Like, so
3: I, 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 still don't know who Oz the Mentalist is, but I
4: don't either. But apparently, I'm, he was
3: a fun guest for the Seahawks.
4: Yeah, I'm watching some of the video, and they are uh, they're losing their stuff. There's some great videos again. Speaking of David Blaine, back in the day, like doing this at a Seahawks or uh, Cowboys locker room, and like Deion Sanders, they like run out of the room. They can't handle it. <laughs> like he does some sort of trick, and then they just lose their mind and run away. Close-up magic is amazing. Today's last day in Washington to go online and register to vote. Yeah, so do that.
3: The election is a week from tomorrow, thankfully.
4: Yeah, if you have, the the ballots are already there, hopefully filled out, turned in. Let's go. Although I did see today, and I was coming down like NATO. Um, a lot of people have taken to uh, spray painting our fair city that says vote Democrat. And if you are trying to get people that are on the fence to vote Democrat, maybe not spray paint. Um buildings and, you know, sidewalks and, you know, barriers and whatnot. You're saying
0: the vehicle for the messaging might not be top-notch. Yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) Like, you know, hey, man, I'm just saying. Like, the idea is you're trying to get people that are like, I don't know what way to go here, and I'm not certain that that fence rider, the person that's leaning right, is going to be like, you know what? They have a point. Thank you for spray-painting that uh, that building right there and that uh, traffic barrier that says, vote Democrat. (laughs) I'm on it. Yeah, you might be missing the missing the mark. Just, I got a, just saying. I
3: got a text today,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it said "vote Republican."
4: Oh, okay. You, yeah,
3: I'm getting a lot of these junk texts. And were you like, "All right, fine." <laughs> so I don't know junk text. I don't know what. I don't know how I. I don't know how they. You're on, I don't you're
4: on a list somewhere. But
3: I, I I always report junk or I hit stop or whatever. But sure. they they keep coming in different forms.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. I was I was sitting there thinking, "Wow, okay, that's <laughs> it." Like that was the whole thing is vote Republican.
4: I, like all right, well, I guess I better. Is there any? So, I I always say this about the the people that stand outside of the uh, sports games and yell at you about Jesus and burning. Yeah, there's out, that. I always have to ask, is there anyone in the history of Jesus that has ever been converted by one of those things? Or like that message has anyone ever in the history of cell phones been like, ah, vote Republican. Well, now what? I got to do it. It's got to work somehow, right? There has to be some science behind it. What
3: about it? the flyers? Yeah, I, I get a million of those. Yeah, they go straight into the garbage. But it—it it has. Or, I mean, to, I'm sorry. The recycle. Recycling.
4: It has to affect somebody, right? Otherwise,
3: they wouldn't do it. Or I just don't know. I don't know that that's true anymore. I don't know. I man. feel like the otherwise they wouldn't do it is a uh, is a. Uh, uh, it's not necessarily true. Yeah, just, I feel like they just don't know how, <laughs> how else to do it. <laughs> This is what we've always done. So here's just, my
4: message, and uh, I hate the yeah. other person. So right. vote for me. This other person's terrible. Yeah, it's never about what. they why. It's never about what you know that they're going to do. Because right now, it's either uh, they'll burn your city to the ground and they'll give away uh, all your tax money, or it's that they're all Nazis and they're you know they're taking away your democracy. It's one of the two, and it's never about what the other side can do, what they can do for you. It's just that the other side is evil, and it's. Depressing and sad and pathetic. Vancouver homeless man scares old woman. Oh, that yeah, story! There's a major headline. Next on the
3: fan. All right, uh, wrapping up in the news. Hot five coming up next. Still have a lot to cover today. A lot of sports went on over the weekend. There was a lot of sport. Now, as we mentioned, election day is next week, next Tuesday. Uh, We already have accusations and denials flying in the uh, Portland City Council (laughs) race between Joanne Hardesty and Renee Gonzalez.
4: Yeah, because again, let me just state for the record, I find Joanne Hardesty to be just a wonderful, lovely human being who I just have the highest respect for.
3: So his campaign headquarters was vandalized again? Yeah, got the front door kicked in and all shattered. And he is blaming Hardesty for calling his staff Republicans. Uh, and then she is saying, my opponent has only worked with Republican folks. All his staff are Republican folks. They've only worked for other Republican people who have been elected. And he has—he is claiming that that is inciting violence
4: ah. towards uh, towards them." Yeah. So they're just yelling back and forth at each other at this point?
3: Well, I don't really see how that statement – I mean, I, I'm – Joanne Hardesty, I, I'm with you on her. But I don't really see how that – saying that incites – political violence but
4: okay Well i think it's just a matter of like he's saying that there's such a negative connotation to that so when you throw that out there some of her people may be uh maybe a little riled up about that because in case you haven't noticed there seems to be a lot of hatred now between the two political parties yeah
3: i get it but uh ah. again just just say hey you're a republican kill me ah! i mean that's a bit much
4: yeah she's um, only worked with uh, uber drivers that's her her claim to fame that and creditors
3: Oh, look at you taking shots.
4: What are you talking about? <laughs> are those not factual things? I don't even know what you're talking about. Again, I just think she seems like a wonderful... You asked me, what are you talking about? I don't know. Oh, you didn't remember you know, where she was... Uh... No idea. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, she she just... was out at the casino, actually. She just seems like a great person. And probably a hey, real... at least she took Uber. <laughs> a real live wire at parties. Boy, a I big bet... drinker. I bet she is just a peach to be around in social settings.
3: Man arrested in Vancouver, your neck of the woods. This is where you live, so I'm blaming you for this. Sure. Much like Renee Gonzalez.
4: (laughs) What happened now? Um, This is where someone scared an old lady? Yes. (laughs) That happens on a daily basis in my neighborhood. 5.50
3: p.m. Hazeldale, Fred Meyer. This is on... Nothing uh, good
4: happens in Hazeldale.
3: Saturday night. An elderly woman calls 911 to report a homeless man... Had gotten into the back seat of her car while she was in the driver's seat and threatened her with a gun. Ooh.
4: Well, okay. That is legit.
3: The woman told deputies this guy's name ended up being um, David Riel. He has been arrested.
4: I was under the impression this was going to be more like uh, someone no, no. looked at an old lady funny and was wearing, <laughs> was wearing something that she didn't approve of.
3: He said, I have a gun to your head. Just drive or I'll shoot you in the head. That indeed is quite scary. At that point, you just drive. Did he have a gun? He later, or he then, uh, shortly thereafter, he apologized um, oh, nice. because the woman told him to get out of the car several times. He said, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just homeless and hungry. Oh, and well. then he got out of the car and he ran off.
4: <laughs> you know what? I think that story has a happy ending for everybody. I love the fact that she kept telling him to get out, and then eventually he was like, You know what? So, you're right.
3: The thing here is no one knows if he had a gun, he was unarmed. At the time of his arrest, chances are he did not have a gun. Yeah. But she didn't know she that didn't because know. she's, he, you know, she's right. He's right behind her. Yeah.
4: So. Could just had like a finger pistol sort of thing. But I, I yeah, will, you did
3: not have to feel anything. Yeah. Just don't turn around. I got a gun on your head. Yeah. It's like, all right, I, I'm not turning
4: around. I will say that if you are indeed, you know, homeless has nothing to do with it. But if you are hungry, I would say that one of the worst things you could do to try to get food is make someone kidnap someone with a with a gun yeah. or a finger gun. Wouldn't it's, it make sense to just go to, like, a McDonald's drive-thru if you did have a gun and be like, hey, give me some cheeseburgers? I think you cut out the middleman. Oh, well, There's a picture of yeah, him. Yeah, It sounds, seems he
3: was a little off. I, w- uh, I would think I, so. I've left uh, one big detail out. hmm When he was um, called into court... Yeah. Uh, ...this morning, he called the judge Satan. Oh, well... And went on a uh, expletive-filled well, ring. That
4: seems, so. you know... <laughs> Get par for the course. <laughs> that's terrifying. You're just sitting there in a parking. you imagine like little, uh, you know, Gertrude there? Yeah. Just getting behind the wheel of her 84 Cadillac. It's hard enough driving when you're that old. Exactly. Now you got some dude with a gun or allegedly a what gun. If, what
3: if that's like the best she's ever driven? <laughs> she's in the zone.
4: So now from now on, she just <laughs> has a sign that says, please get in my car and threaten me with a gun. She's 10 and 2. She's super alert. I'm guessing you probably do drive. Uh, you drive really well. That was like her Super Bowl, right? <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy, but like reversed. A she little came bit up there. big. <laughs> Told him that she rough talked him. A said bit. you get out of here?
3: And he, you get, and he did.
4: He did. So let's give him credit for that. And then
3: he's like, "Look, I'm sorry, lady."
4: Well, he's going to go to jail for a long time. But yeah, you know, they're
3: they're getting him on felony harassment here.
4: That's not kidnapping.
3: Uh, kidnapping as well. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say like, you can- oh yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. But I just wondered about the gun thing. Like, if they can't, you know, if I don't they think,
4: can't prove he had a gun. Does it think, matter? I don't think it matters. If you threaten someone, that's like armed yeah, robbery. Right. If I threaten you with a gun, whether or not it's a real gun or not, I still think I get the, yeah. I still get the full meal deal.
3: There's your in the news for October 31, Halloween 2022. Uh, the Hot Five at Five is coming up next. A lot of news to get to, and uh, we will do that when we
1: return here on the Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy